For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Shot in 4K ultra high definition. Your number one source for local news. WRAL News. Coverage you can count on. Today could be the warmest February day we've ever seen. I'll show you what time we climb into the 80s. And chaos at RDU after an unruly passenger causes a ground stop. We have brand new sound from the moments police tried removing the woman from the plane. Also new information this morning on the man arrested in connection with a shooting spree in Florida that killed three and critically injured two others. What we've learned about the victims in this case and their connection to the suspect. We start our Thursday morning with you. We're glad to do it. 4.30 is the time. I'm Jeff Hogan. And I'm Renee Chu. It is going to be a record-breaking day, mm -hmm. and it feels like May, really, outside. <laughs> it's already in the 60s. Meteorologist Elizabeth Gardner in the WRL Severe Weather Center, and we go way up from here. We definitely do. Here's a live look at Durham, and it's pretty clear out there right now. Temperature is 67 degrees already. That's way above our normal high for this time of year. Our wind is coming out of the southwest at 15 miles per hour. It's going to be a breezy day today, and it's that flow, that strong flow coming out of the south that is keeping our temperatures so warm again today and even bumping as well above yesterday. Yesterday we were in the low 80s and we're talking mid 80s this afternoon. Here's a look at future cast. We're mostly clear this morning, but we do have a disturbance that's way ahead of the front that's going to bring us rain on Saturday, but it could bring us a few sprinkles later on today. We may end up seeing some increase in our cloud cover as we get through the afternoon. And then here's just this tiny little band. There's three o'clock and you can see those showers between Roxborough and Durham. And you can see that cruising through between Raleigh and Rocky Mountain at around five o'clock six o'clock. So don't be surprised if we see this uh, tiny little band of showers, say mid afternoon into the evening commute. Right now you're stepping outside to 66 in Southern Pine, 68 in Clinton and Rocky Mount, it's 64 in Roxborough and almost 70 up in South Hill. Hour by hour, yeah, it's just a really warm day with those temperatures climbing into the mid 80s and then we'll wrap things up with a tiny shower. Of course, we'll take a closer look at Saturday as well, which will be much, much cooler with a good chance for rain. That's coming up. Well, you know what, Elizabeth, today people are feeling spring fever at a whole new level. As Elizabeth just mentioned there, it could be the warmest day ever in the month of February in Raleigh. WRL's Naya Harden joins us now to tell us what she's already noticing about the weather this morning. I think we all felt this when we got in here this morning, Naya. You know what, Jeff, today is a good day to be working out and you are going to want to do it outside, whether it's that power type walk or if you're looking just to take a nice stroll here at Lake Johnson Park. Today is going to be one of those days we expect to see a lot of people coming out to this very busy park early just to get their workout in early. And a lot of people, you know, this is really coming as a shock for North Carolina folks. We know North Carolina can be a little here and there, but uh, this is considered to be very uh, early type of weather. Matter of fact, we talked about the warmest February days. February 26, 1977 was the last time we saw 
84 degrees. And now we're going to be hitting that record high of 85 degrees uh, for the month of February this time around. So definitely some exciting news there. Now, we are going to stay out here this morning. Uh, we'll be making sure to catch up with folks who are out here getting their workouts in, enjoying this beautiful weather. Naya Harden, WRAL News in Raleigh. Nye, thanks. We're hearing for the first time this morning the chaos that unfolded during a ground stop at RDU, where you're looking live right now. New audio from Broadcastify reveals what law enforcement dealt with after a plane with an unruly passenger was diverted to RDU. Subject is currently loose in the cabin, loose in the cabin, and he has tried to breach the cockpit. He's being somewhat restrained by the flight crew and other passengers. As soon as that lands, we need to get in the plane and restrain this guy. And officers mentioned a man, but officials later shared that the person arrested was a woman. You see her in this photo here, 36-year-old Tiffany Miles. She was charged with airport obstruction, but the FBI says federal charges are possible as well. Investigators say this happened on an American Airlines flight from Jacksonville, Florida, that was headed to Washington, D.C. No one was hurt. In a tweet about the situation, the FAA says it is making progress toward requiring new planes to have a second barrier to the flight deck. The agency says it is working quickly to make that change happen. Today, we'll get new insight into Durham's crime rate, including a disturbing trend involving children. WRL's Laura Levine is live at the Durham Police Department this morning with what we're learning from today's report. Laura. Good morning, Renee. Today we will hear from Chief Patrice Andrews here at DPD, and she's going to present this information to City Council. Now, the quarterly crime report gives City Council a roadmap of how to move forward to address trends the police department is seeing in the city. It allows council to determine whether they need to deploy more resources as well. Now, we took a look at that fourth quarter crime report, which shows violent crime decreased by 10% in a number of different categories from October to December of last year. However, the report shows the the ages of people committing crimes are very young. It shows that as young as nine, they're involved with serious offenses like burglary. Last year, six 17-year-olds are believed to have committed homicides, and five 14-year-olds had weapons violations. Now, data from police shows juveniles are also becoming victims of crime, too, with seven shots so far this year. Mayor Pro Tem Mark Anthony Middleton tells me it's a problem that needs to be addressed across the board. And it's a very disturbing trend. It's an editorial, not so much on them, but on us as parents, as leaders, as guardians, as role models, as mentors. Uh, and it's a, a wake up call for us that no matter how many great things are going on in our city, uh, all of our celebrations have to have an asterisk, asterisk next to them. They have to be muted because our children are literally dying. And he tells me budget season is just around the corner, so this information they received today is very crucial. That work session will be from 1 to 5 o'clock this afternoon. Laura Levine, WRL News, live in Durham. A 19-year-old man is in a Florida jail this morning after a series of shootings that left three people dead. Keith Moses is accused in the shootings that killed a woman in her 20s, a 9-year-old girl, and a reporter who is covering the police scene. Authorities say the woman in her 20s was killed just after 11 yesterday morning. And about five hours later, they say the same gunman shot at an Orlando television crew that was reporting on the scene, killing the reporter and leaving the photographer critically injured. The shooter then went into a nearby home and shot another woman and her nine-year-old daughter, killing the girl and critically injuring the woman.
No one in our community, uh, not a mother, not a nine-year-old, and certainly not news professionals, should become the victim of gun violence in our community. There's no word yet on a possible motive. The sheriff's office says Moses has a lengthy criminal history. Today, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg will visit the site of the train crash that spilled toxic chemicals into an Ohio community. His visit to East Palestine comes ahead of the National Transportation Safety Board's release of their initial findings. That's expected to be released sometime today. Overnight, Norfolk Southern CEO apologized to people there during a CNN town hall. He says the company has been working with the EPA and local crews on the ground since the derailment nearly three weeks ago. I'm terribly sorry for what has happened to your community. I want you to know that Norfolk Southern is here and we're going to stay here and we're going to make this right. EPA ordered Norfolk Southern to clean up all the contamination from the wreck, including everything from the soil and water to home and business cleaning services. Coming up in 10 minutes, the message former President Donald Trump shared with people there during his visit to the town yesterday. This morning, an 11-year-old is recovering after being shot twice by his father during a 20-hour standoff in Cary. His father took his own life. Police say situations like this should serve as a wake-up call for the state of mental health in America. Hundreds of law enforcement personnel responded to that standoff at the Windsor at Triumph Village Apartments. Around 6.30 last night, SWAT team members used flashbang grenades to get inside the apartment, and they found the man dead. Earlier, negotiators were able to get the man to release his son. Kerry's police chief says it's a sad case that reflects a much deeper issue. It resonates deeply with me that the largest provider of mental health care is our jails. And that just shouldn't be the case. The boy was shot in the arm and neck. It's not clear if he was shot by accident. He is expected to recover. A reminder, if you or someone you know needs to talk to someone or are having suicidal thoughts, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 988. This morning, we're getting a better look at the suspected Chinese spy balloon shot down off the South Carolina coast. Coming up, a new photo of the object taken by an Air Force pilot. Plus, new data on this year's flu season. Which group of people was hit particularly hard? And we could break temperature records today. Meteorologist Elizabeth Gardner breaks down how warm it'll be when she returns in just a few minutes. From the WRAL Severe Weather Center, North Carolina's most experienced team of meteorologists. It is 443 and a very warm morning. It almost feels like summer out there. 67 in Durham and in Goldsboro, 66 in Sanford. We're going to have a breezy day today. Our flow coming right out of the south, really pumping that heat up. We hit 80 degrees yesterday in the Triangle, and we'll see temperatures in the low 80s for this afternoon. Again, it's a warm start out there, mostly clear. It's really pretty, pretty morning out there. If you're the one who gets to walk the dog this morning, then uh, you definitely are, are the lucky one with these nice warm temperatures. We'll climb into the 80s by the time we get to lunchtime and we'll keep it at 83. So um, new this morning, we're following a disturbance that's going to come through. We are looking potentially at 85 Had to back the temperature down just a little bit. We'll talk about the timeline for those showers later on coming up. Thanks, Elizabeth. Take a look at this new video from Turkey shows how the ground cracked open after the 7.8 magnitude earthquake hit earlier this month. The quake killed over 42,000 people across Turkey and Syria. The fault line can be seen through the epicenter of the earthquake. 
Turkey lies along several fault lines, which experts say makes it one of the world's most active earthquake regions. Former President Donald Trump met with leaders in East Palestine, Ohio, Wednesday. He got a brief tour of Little Beaver Creek. That's right near where a train derailed earlier this month. Trump visited with Republican Senator J.D. Vance and the mayor of East Palestine. In remarks, he praised them, the community, and first responders. And we've seen the first responders and railroad workers serving bravely in the line of duty. The railroad road workers have been really incredible, actually, and they've gone way above the call of duty. Trump went on to criticize the Biden administration's response to the derailment. He also announced that he was donating thousands of bottles of water. A Colorado judge will determine if there is enough evidence to move forward with charges against the person accused in the deadly mass shooting at Club Q from November. 22-year-old Anderson Aldrich faces more than 300 criminal charges. They include first-degree murder, attempted murder, and bias-motivated crimes. Five people were killed in the Club Q shooting. 22 others were injured. The hearing will likely run through Friday. Today, the Orange County Schools Task Force is the safety task force that will be meeting for the first time. That meeting is tonight at 5.30 in Hillsboro. The task force was created following an incident involving a Proud Boys protest near Orange County High School in 2021. Proud Boys is a far-right group. Some of the members and leaders have been charged and sentenced for crimes connected to the January 6th riot on the U.S. Capitol. The school safety task force will have at least six meetings now through June. They'll talk about ways the government, schools, law enforcement, and the community can work together to make schools safer. The Defense Department has released a new photo of the Chinese spy balloon shot down off the South Carolina coast earlier this month. This photo was snapped from the cockpit of a U-2 spy plane by an Air Force pilot. It was taken as the balloon crossed into the U.S. around January 28th. The State Department says the high-altitude balloon was capable of conducting surveillance. Cumberland County Delegation of State Lawmakers is meeting with the Board of Education tomorrow. The meeting was already planned, but after bus drivers staged a sick out this week, the focus of the meeting has likely shifted. Many families had to scramble to find a way to get kids to school Wednesday. The driver's concerns stem from a change three years ago when state lawmakers ordered the salary for newly hired bus drivers to be set at $13 an hour. It used to be, or at $15 an hour, it used to be $13. The drivers who called in sick say that's not right. Some have been driving for decades and make about the same as a new hire. New data from the CDC shows the peak flu season is behind us and children were hit particularly hard. The agency says flu cases were highest in late November and early December. Flu-related children's deaths more than doubled over the previous year. The CDC says a majority of those deaths were among kids who were not vaccinated against the flu. We put some brave WRL viewers to the test. We asked them how to pronounce some commonly mispronounced words like gnocchi and acai. Take a look at how some of you did. Chiro, gnocchi, Worcestershire, this one I don't know, Akai. Zyro, gnocchi, Worcestershire, <laughs> and Akai. <laughs> No one got every word correct. They are hard. Look for this story on WRL.com to see more attempts to pronounce these words. I don't think I got everyone right either. Just looking at that list. 
448 at the time right now, Elizabeth Gardner in the WRO Severe Weather Center. I, I can spell hot. <laughs> That's that good. Count? <laughs> yeah, we had we had fun with that. Um, yeah, during during lunch, I don't know, a, a little while back, and yeah, those are that's tricky. It's tricky. Um, we're having you know some issues with these with this weather too. Mostly sunny skies, going to be breezy. The wind pumping up this uh, this warmth, and our dew point is up at 60 now, and so that's actually approaching more of a, a summer-like level. You know, we get into the summer, and you know, we, especially as we get closer, you know, like late spring into summer, we like to show that muggy meter. Well, this is going to start to you know ping the muggy meter a little bit with a dew point of 60. And you might have noticed it yesterday that it felt just a little more humid. So right now it is 67. Temperatures may drop down into the mid-60s here, but then we're going to immediately jump on up into the 70s as we get closer to lunchtime. So our morning lows, you know, we talk about record lows, all oh, the record low, we made it down to 15 degrees, that sort of thing. But there's actually a record warm overnight low as well. Now our morning temperatures are typically coolest at around 7 a.m. So it's possible that we would hit 64 this morning. And the record warm low is 57. And in Fayetteville, the record warm low is 60. So we're going to uh, easily end up breaking those record warm morning lows this morning. So uh, yeah, just another, just another record that's going to fall today. This is a look at our afternoon temperatures, looking at 87 in Fayetteville, 85 in Clinton, 81 Roxborough, 84 Rocky Mount, 85 in Southern Pines. This is going to break the record for today. But if we were to hit 85, it would be the hottest day that we've ever seen. Likely to hit that record. The previous record is 79, set back in 1980. And in Fayetteville, the previous record is 80. We're going to shatter that one easily at 86 degrees. But again, if we don't hit that 85, then it's not the actual record. What's changed this morning is we've had new runs of the computer models come in, and they're showing just a quick little line of showers and some clouds. That may be enough to keep our temperatures down to around 83. Uh, 84, the warmest, and that was set February 26 in 1977. Um, 83, we hit in 1989 and in 2017. So um, we, would, we would be close for sure. Let's talk about that system that's going to bring our temperatures down just a little bit. You can see this trough that's moving through parts of Tennessee and Kentucky bringing you some rain right now. And you can see on Futurecast how we see some cloud cover trying to swing in a bit later today. Futurecast showing a mix of sun and clouds up through lunchtime. But then mid-afternoon, here comes that band of showers in our northern counties at uh, around 5 o'clock during the evening commute. It's sliding south and east. And it may be that we see no rain in Southern Pines, Fayetteville, and Clinton. It may be from the Triangle area northward. We've definitely had an extremely warm February. Look at the number of days there in orange. Um, definitely looking at uh, high pollen counts here as well. We're cooler tomorrow under partly cloudy skies. We drop it back to 72. And then, of course, Saturday, a completely different forecast. We're going to talk about the pattern that will keep our temperatures chilly and wet. Coming up. Elizabeth, thanks. New numbers show couples are shelling out a lot of money to pay for their dream wedding. We break down how much the average cost has gone up in just a year. Most people are moving to Raleigh, and the price of houses in the area reflects that. Details on how much the average house listing in Wake County is coming up. New data finds people are spending more to tie the knot. Couples will pay an average of $29,000 to get married in 2023. That is up from the average of 28,000 last year and an average of under 25,000 just before the COVID pandemic. More than two and a half million weddings were held in the U.S. last year. That number is expected to drop this year. 
Raleigh and Durham are among the top three real estate markets in the country. And here's more proof. Fewer homes are selling in the Triangle, yet prices keep going up. The Triangle Multiple Listing Service reports home sales fell by 30 percent compared to last year. Medium prices are up nearly 4 percent to $385,000. That's three times higher than the national average. When you're looking at all of Wake County, the median sale price is even higher at $462,000. A Raleigh mechanic has quite the job on his hands right now. As you'll see, a furry critter uh, made the engine of his car his home. It's not an easy fix. Take a look. Most mechanics have seen every engine problem under the sun, but this one doesn't happen every day. All right, I got most of the squirrel nests removed for you. This is what it looked like before the cleanup. A squirrel built its nest full of leaves, sticks, and pine needles. As soon as I posted that, everybody had a story. Brandon Fitch's story is that he'd been away for almost a week. Then he returned. That night we went out um, again and the engine light came on. So he took it to his Toyota dealer. And the one that actually opened the hood said the squirrel was still in the nest, jumped at him, tried to bite him, and three other mechanics had to shoo him out with a, with a broom. When they cleaned the nest out, there were still problems. But what I did find is that your purge actuator right here, they did chew through the wires. Then came the cost of repair. Estimated at 30 hours of labor and at $180 an hour, for mechanics these days, yeah, it ended up being uh, with the with a with a rental would be about eighty five hundred bucks. The good news: insurance will cover most of the cost, but from now on, Fitch will keep on checking under the hood. But be careful what's under there. Many friends have offered Fitch ideas to keep the squirrels away, including peppermint spray around the car and in the wheel wells. Never heard of that one. Taking a live look now out to Minneapolis, Minnesota this morning. We may be experiencing record heat here, but other parts of the country are dealing with historic snow. A warning from emergency officials as temperatures in some places could get well below 20 degrees. Today, Durham's police chief will give us new insight into the city's crime rate. What we're learning about a disturbing trend involving children and teens. And it's a new gig for Sir Paul McCartney. Details on this unlikely collaboration he is working on. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.